Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Welcome to episode 40 of the Embrace the Awkward podcast. We have one goal in mind, and that is to help you handle awkward better. I can't believe this is episode 40. Yeah, big 4-0. Of, like, that's great, the big 4-0. You know, that's I, like double your age. Right. <laughs> and that means double the maturity and double the, you know, as a the youth fun. pastor. And by that point, I should, I mean, you shouldn't even be a youth pastor at this point. Like, I know. You should have moved on to the higher, better things yeah, of life. Yeah, I'm 39. I should have gotten a real job long ago. Long time ago. Yeah. You know, I'm still just in a job. I'm not really in a career yet. It's <laughs> yeah, just my phase of life. You're getting gaining experience, actually, so you can be a lead pastor. Right. And the experience <laughs> that I that you can glean as a, as a youth pastor, though, is very, you know, it's Same just, audience. Um, yeah. So... Hey, episode 40, this is crazy. Today, we are talking about something exciting. We've been wrapping up our camp season. Uh, how many camps did you go to this summer? Did you just- this year is weird. I've actually only just went to one camp this summer. Go you. My students went to multiple ones, but right. I have middle school directors and, and all that to handle that stuff. Oh, you lucky guy. So it is lucky. Man. But I remember seasons where I would go to two to three camps a summer and then maybe even a mission trip. Yep. Yeah, I went ridiculous. to three camps this summer. I... Was hence you're young. See, yeah. you could do that. I, it's that it's that youthful energy. <laughs> yeah, I was a speaker at one. I was when I was a youth pastor at one, and I was the all activities director at the third. Um, all different age ranges, and so <clears throat> it was a long. And my students went run. to uh, DJ's camp as a speaker, and they said, "Yeah, DJ did quite well." And I go, "Were you expecting uh, no, uh, like <laughs> very bad?" And they go. Yeah, uh, he exceeded our expectations. <laughs> so that's a review for some of my students. That's awesome. That's great. So when you go to camps, there are some stereotypical kinds of students that you see at camps that you just, you know, a group will graduate, but you've still got the same kind of style of kids that are reoccurring. And today we're going to do the top 10 students that you see at camp. And of course, we're going to do the awkward students as well, because it's not just the the normal ones. So these are all the different types and weird types of campers you see at camp. So students at camp. Uh, Number one, uh, Casanova camper, someone who starts and ends a series of relationships every camp. I always have these Casanova kids who literally are like, I didn't even know they talked to these other people. And all of a sudden they're dating before we can get to camp off the bus they're right. sitting next to each other holding hands. Right. Oh, yeah. And then by the end of it, he's with someone else. <laughs> and I've got kids who go to camp, and then there's another kid from a different church that that's their relationship. And yeah. then they, they date that one week at camp, <laughs> right. and then it's over. And they go home, and they're like really, they're you know, they're doing the thing where they stare out the window the whole entire drive home Just on the bus. longing for them. Lo- oh, yeah, for sure. What I, what I find fascinating, I have many students who make fun of students who get into a camp relationship, and they themselves get into a camp relationship. Right, yeah. Like, why is it such a... It's consuming. That, oh, that, man. That camp, you're away with everyone else, and this romantic stuff, like, you know, being out in the sun and going swimming and sitting, listening to Jesus. That's right. super romantic. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Number two, we've got the shoot your shot. This kid knows all... All of the pickup lines, but he can't even get a fake phone number. (laughs) 
He's spitting mad game everywhere he goes. He's calling girls babe left and right. That he's not even like known prior to this week. Oh, this yeah. kid has all the game, but he can't even get a fake phone number. Like nobody even feels bad enough to give him like a not real phone number. The girls just start parting ways when they see him coming, and they don't. Even oh yeah, close. and part of me just is imagining that it's the kid who also is asking girls to sign his hat, not like his yes. camp shirt. No, no, no. Also, like goes in for a hug, but reeks. <laughs> Like, smells off. I just, these are the impressions that I have gleaned from. It, usually it's not a senior or a veteran, right? You know, uh, upperclassman. It's usually this freshman who thinks they're going to be awesome and they just oh, yeah. totally fail over and over again. And But they don't even know it. Yeah. And maybe they know <laughs> it and they're still fine, but they yeah. just can't fight that urge to just flirt yeah. nonstop. They have truly embraced the awkward yep. if they do know it. They have, there's, there's nothing left to embrace. They have owned that awkward. And yeah. All right. Number three, no sleep. I mean, just it's that matter of fact. It's this a goal. Person, yeah, it's a goal. They're going to go as long as they can with no sleep whatsoever, starting the first night. Ugh. They're going to get off the bus. They slept on the bus, of course, but they're going to get off the bus and go straight to hanging out. They're on their phones, playing video games uh, first night. Second night, they haven't slept at all. They're a little crazy. And by the third di- night, I mean, they're sleeping their sessions. They just can't do it, but they're just like – Look like a walking zombie. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. a student who like has black eyes? Oh yeah, I'm like dude, you need to get some sleep. And then everyone else in the cabins also hates this kid because <laughs> yes. he's got to keep himself awake. So he's making noise and farting and la- like <laughs> randomly can- <laughs> laughing. And the other kids are like, "I am yeah. trying to go to. I'm exhausted." We can also call this kid Mister No Friends because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any friends by the end of camp. Uh, oh, and my I do find it fascinating, especially if your camp is like four or five nights long. The last night when everyone else is awake and want to prank and have fun and just chat, They're gone. he's gone. He's in bed out. at 8 p.m. Yep. He can't make it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he misses out so much. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, where's Waldo? It's the kid who is just always gone. Like, where? Like, there's that one kid. You're like, where's James? Yeah. Where's Where's he at again? He's off on some adventure or she's, um, you know, it's time for a group picture and, and you have to like photo poorly Photoshop this girl back in. Because they're not there. Because they're just not there. It's not that they're hanging out with the opposite sex or they're spitting mad game, whatever. Right. They're just off on their own adventure. Yeah. Shout out to Zacchaeus who for four years straight, he was that student for me, like just <laughs> gone. And there are, there's four years, okay? I had him all four years. I think we had one group picture where he was in. Oh, wow. And he just, and I go, where were you? Oh, man, I saw this awesome butterfly. This is a <laughs> legit story. I saw this awesome butterfly, and I just followed it. I go, dude, we had session. He's like, yeah, I know. I lost track of time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he just followed a butterfly. That's, shout out to Zacchaeus. Thanks, oh man. My <laughs> Number five, Mr. Popular. He is always with another group because they have been Snapchatting for the past four weeks or they have made a connection before camp. So the moment you arrive at camp, he's off to another group. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Oh, my cousin is uh, in this other church or or whatever. (laughs) And this kid, this girl, this guy, they're the last person on the bus because they're taking pictures with everybody. And they have earned that right. Yes. Just be the last person on the bus because they have earned that right and need to take pictures with every single person. At the whole entire camp. You can tell when someone is a Mr. Popular or Mrs. Popular is they get volunteered for a game where they go up on stage and the rest of the churches are louder than your church, his, oh, yeah. his home church, and cheering for him. Right. And you're like, how do you know him? You don't know him? Oh, everyone knows so-and-so. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yep. Number six, the drama queen. Things are going great. 
and we might have to start some drama here. <laughs> Just like maybe it's the person who starts a relationship and then ends it dramatically or, you know, goes off into the woods with someone or sees someone go off into the woods when they have a boyfriend, girlfriend back home. There's yes. some different things that maybe need to be stirred up a little bit to cause some drama. Yeah, small group is just going too well. No, no, no. We, we need to amp this up. Oh, yeah. Let's start some gossip. Everyone's getting close at camp and, you know, really their arms around each other in worship. And Nope, we got we to gotta stir the pot I, This person also, I've seen that another person is crying, and they cry just to get their leader's attention. Oh like, hey, can my. we come talk? And they leave the session just so they can talk. What do you want to talk? I'm just feeling... A lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to name names, but I have had drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got some stories too. That might be a whole episode. Yeah, that's a whole episode. Drama. Yeah. And this is why I just want to shout out also to and show my appreciation for all my female small group leaders. <laughs> Thank you so much for, hey, this person needs to talk. And I send them away. <laughs> I feel so bad, but it's so true. <laughs> Number, you've always got those criers. Oh, yeah. did I do the last one? No, number seven actually. Yeah. yeah, number six is drama queen. So this one's a little different. Number seven is the crier. Right. Okay. Usually it is a female, but sometimes males. But closes every night or every small group time with session, especially if they're a junior or senior. This is our last small group together. Oh yeah, <laughs> and just tears, absolutely just flowing down in the face. Now there's nothing wrong with crying. I think it's awesome. Both men and women should be able to show emotion, special when it comes to the whole movement of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. All right, right. So I'm not trying to discount no, yeah. the crying, but if every session leads to crying and every small group te- leads to crying and all that, then there's a lot. Oh yeah, I can't handle all those feels. Right, I'm telling you right now. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> I've usually I was known to have about the one cry on the cry night, and yeah. that was kind of what I was I was good for. Yeah, last night at camp, that makes sense. Right, yeah. The f- opening session. Yeah. <laughs> the opening, session do <laughs> opening session is usually like, hi, here's a little bit about me, right. uh, the camp speaker. And they're like, tears <laughs> Just tears. Just go. <laughs> uh, number eight, the screamer. This is the person that by the end of the week, maybe even by the end of the first couple of days, they have no voice left. Uh, they've cheered and screamed and sang at the top of their lungs, and they have absolutely no voice left at all. So, like, my favorite is I've got some friends that just go all out counselors and they lose their voice on the first day. <laughs> and so they're trying to. The, hey, know, stop the, it. Yeah, they're also the yell at the kids. But then they're like, by the end of the week, they're like, <laughs> it's like, okay. Camp was awesome. yeah. <laughs> and the first year that I ever counseled at a camp, the first time ever, that was me by the end of the week. Oh, no. Like, but I had, I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, you go all out as a first year counselor. You do. You go and, all out. And also, no sleep and scream. And now I can do that, but my voice knows, like, my body knows, like, hey, this is going to be treacherous <laughs> this week. And just, you know, drink your water, do your things, you know, it, it's, it's good for you. You but, don't have to scream at every game. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this might be a favorite. Number nine might be my favorite. The broken vending machine. The kid that bought or brought a whole suitcase of sugary snacks but won't share any of them. Like, they have two suitcases, one full of clothes clothes. and everything else, and two uh, just snacks. And it's got, like, a couple things of, like, a couple 12-packs of Dr. Pepper. Yes. And tons of, like, all kinds of stuff. And they're like, I'm going to run out. I can't give you any snacks. I brought these. Like, I I have to have, I'm going to get a headache. Yeah. If I don't, <laughs> they got the three monsters and they, it's gone the first night. <laughs> yeah. Because they're trying to be all that. So that they're kid not gonna, that 
There, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a Venn diagram of kids, and you've got the kids who bring these snacks and also try to not sleep the whole entire week. And they're like, I brought these snacks because I'm trying to stay up all night. Yeah. So you can't have any because I'm going to need this. We, I, I have so many students who are, are literally, they bring snacks, and they bring so many, and they don't share, and then we throw them away because there's not enough space on the way home. Like, oh I don't want to take this home. So we just have trash cans just full of oh no. oh, half-open Twinkies and, and pop and... And then we everyone drinks it, but now they're all sugared up, and I get them on a bus for eight hours. <laughs> That's always fun. Oh, yeah, no. thanks, Mr. Broken Vending Machine. <laughs> Number 10, Mr. Stinky. Hmm. This is the kid. That, so I've got a great story. that This will explain this kid if you haven't already kind of been able to figure out what it is. So <laughs> I had a kid at a junior high camp years ago, um, and, uh, he, you know, I like all week long, like one of my rules early on was like, everyone's got to take a shower. Like doesn't like, oh, yeah. and not that you that shouldn't that be a rule, school. but it's like everyone has to take a one shower morning, evening, split it up between, you know, you guys, but everyone's got to take a shower. You guys are literally going to stink. It's not fun for me. Um, or anyone. So <laughs> like this kid all week long, just was like, I just, I don't, I don't want to take a shower. Don't want to take a shower. I don't have my stuff. I don't have my soap and shampoo. Like, so he's blaming his desire to not shower on not having soap and shampoo. And the last day of camp, he's packing up, and he goes, my mom did pack my soap and shampoo and pulls out this bag. <laughs> he did not. And he was there the whole entire time, and, like, his hair was disgusting. Like, there was stuff in his hair, and he didn't care at all. <laughs> he didn't brush his hair. He had long hair, so he didn't brush it before. Uh, like, he, I mean, it was uh, our whole cabin reeked. Mr. Bedhead, I yes, that's a number 11. Absolutely. Yeah, that's they, a bonus for sure. Every morning session, just as, <laughs> like, a cow licks <laughs> his head, and it's straight up. But, like, they don't bring deodorant to camp. There's yes. no washing of hands or anything. Like, you've got to beg this kid, like, you know, I like, bro, like, please, yeah. <laughs> please help. Two, two years ago, I had a parent call me up, like, second or third day of middle school camp, and I'm the speaker, so I, I, I wasn't even connected to all my students directly. But she's like, I'm seeing pictures and my child has not changed clothes in like three days. Oh, boy. I packed his suitcase for him. He needs to open his suitcase. And I found out he never even opened his suitcase. Oh. He slept in his clothes. He oh. wore his clothes. He didn't open his suitcase at all until his oh mom called me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is insane. And I can't say names That's because insane. he's still in high school right now. Oh, no. <laughs> he was in middle school at that time. <laughs> Oh no! Um, yeah. So these are the kind of the ten, the ten uh, students you see at camp. There's probably we can do another top ten list of just more fun students. Yes, they bring um, some drama, some more work or whatnot, but it's also very fun. And these are memory creator kind of students. Yeah, and so if you are, you know, some people have camps in June or July, August, whatever. So if you're wrapping up your camp season or you're just getting ready to leave for a camp, mission trip, whatever, you will run into these kids. But like Kyle said, they're, they're, they're great memory creators. I mean, some of our funniest stories come from this list of kids right yes. here. The kid that has no drama, does whatever he's supposed to do or whatnot. I'm awesome. I'm super glad you came to camp, but sometimes I don't remember you. No, yeah, right, <laughs> for sure. Because you did everything you're supposed to. Right, yeah, exactly. So we want to kind of leave with some practical tips um, just because you're helping out. If you are a volunteer, a lead youth worker, youth pastor, part-time, full-time, whatever, here's some uh, helpful hints or tips, if you will. So three things, all right, to make camp successful, okay? All right. 
Um, and I kind of want to hear your thoughts on these two, G DJ. But number one is be a memory creator. I think especially if you're the lead youth worker and you don't, you're not responsible for all of your students. You have small group leaders and parents who are helping you. This uh, allows you to kind of take a step back and be a memory creator. You're creating a moment where they're going to look back on that uh, on their spiritual journey and says, okay, this was a, a spiritual marker for me. Right. And you can't force them to grow spiritually, but you can create fun and serious memories. So uh, there's lots of times I just bring some random stuff like, okay, let's try this late at night. So this year at high school camp, I saw this uh, trend on TikTok, and uh, so you buy watermelon and mustard, real mustard, oh, yeah. okay? Yep. And have you tried it? Watermelon uh -uh. mustard? Uh -uh. Legit good. No. I actually like it. No. I love mustard, though, so if you don't like mustard, you're not going to do it. You know what's strange? Mustard is the number one condiment in America, which blows my mind. Yes. It should Instead be ketchup. ketchup, right? Yeah. But yeah, it should be Chicago people. Shout out to Chicago, because they <laughs> love just mustard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what I did is I grabbed a watermelon, cut it up, and that night I we just joked around and said, okay, who's going to try it? And then there was peer pressure because people who already tried it, like, I'm going to get my friend, and they tried it. It was just something fun. To the, You know, just a month later, we're still talking about that. Like, have you tried it? Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was terrible. And that's something super silly and super easy. But man, if you can do that, that also leads to some great pictures, mm -hmm. great video, um, and stories to tell afterwards. Yeah, I had a, a leader this year that we went on a hike and they got lost in the woods <laughs> oh, no. and like as, and so then a thunderstorm a is leader, rolling legit. in. Uh, leader. Like, yes, one uh, of my leaders, my intern actually. <laughs> Your intern. So, yeah, that's right. So like, uh, you know, a thunderstorm is rolling in, lightning's across my, and he's at the top of a mountain and can't get down. And his way of trying to figure out, like, where there's places to crawl is I was like, just, you know, like roll a rock off and see if it, you know, kind of rolls. <laughs> like if it rolls, then you know, like there's something I can grab onto. He said he pushed the rock off, and it was like, push. <laughs> Boom. And and so he was just like, so we were a little worried about how that was going to happen. But, like, that was, that's the memory that we all, like, nobody can get away from how, like, was I stressed about it? Was it an environment that I didn't necessarily want to have to be in? Like, yes. yeah. Like, do I want to have to, like, have a kid that I know is not going to get sleep because he just had, like, 30 pieces of, <laughs> like, uh, or, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. you know, yeah, three, three monsters, whatever. Like, do I want that? No. Do I think that's the best for this kid? No. But does it create a story? Is it is it really going to hurt their experience at camp? Like, not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. And it's important. I mean, when you've got stories that can be drawn back to a faith moment, that's huge. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we have stories in our sessions and the time of worship and response times and, and all that. So it doesn't have to be fun and goofy stories all the time. Um, but you're setting the tone on creating opportunities for memories to happen. And that's why pictures and videos are so important. Yeah. All right. Second tip. Ministry happens at random moments. Yeah. So think back on your camp experience. You had three camp experiences a lot of ministry happened during the sessions, but can you think of times when a big spiritual moment happened outside the sessions and you weren't planning for it? Right? Oh yeah, it was like one of. I'll give two really cool moments for me that I just that was very caught off guard by. So I had a at the camp that I was speaking at, junior high camp. I had a group of girls come up and they said like after the talent show, and like we just belted out party in the USA as a camp. We're all screaming, we're all tired, and, and they go, "Hey DJ, can we um, pray for you?" And I was like, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> No, <laughs> like, no, no, I know where this is going. And they were like, they were like, no, really, can we pray for you? And I was like, 
they have their hands behind their back with a pie. Yeah, or I was I was like, there's no way I'm not doing no pies at junior high camp, Kyle. If you know that one, you know you you're a fan of this Sh- podcast. Shout but, out to episode two. Yeah, but uh, so um, yeah, so then they were really adamant. I was like, well, yeah, sure, let's like you know. So we like stepped outside, and they like all like linked up, and like this girl just they like go around, and they're all like praying this incredible prayer just for me, and they're like. Thank you, God, for bringing DJ to camp, and thank you for. And they're talking about all this life change that they had happen this week. I'm like, nice. I was not expect like I was That's literally awesome. expecting to get like soaked with like a water balloon right, or like right, pie right. in the face something. The other cool moment at the the kids camp I was at, which is like third through fifth grade, um, I was just the all activities director at that, and uh, I had a kid that during the game he was just really breaking all the rules, and so you know I was like, hey, just step off to the side for me for a little bit, and I said, here's why we don't break the rules, blah blah. And so he came up to me after, and he goes, uh, he was, like, in tears, and he goes, hey, I'm really sorry, and I know I shouldn't have been doing that. And I was like, what? Whoa. And so then I was like, do you, I said, thank you so much for saying that. I said, do you understand why I was kind of frustrated with it? And we, like, had this whole, like, 10-minute talk that just kind of turned into this ministry moment that was really, really, really cool. Wow. Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't have expected that at, at all. I mean, at all. Yeah. Yeah, and you can do all the work you can. You can pray. You can prepare to for the sessions, and then small group time and small group leadership. If you, when if you're listening, it's not necessarily always about that sixty minutes right after the session when you have the questions in front of you right. that ministry happens. If you're not totally just be open and ready for those random moments, you're going to miss out on so much. Being a youth pastor for seventeen years. I would say more ministry has happened in the random moments mm-hmm. than the program moments. Yeah, and for sure. and that's something we have to be aware of and be okay with. I would love. Is a lot easier to have it in the program moments, absolutely. But I can't rem- I remember all the moments that happened, like the late night talks. At, it's twelve thirty at night, and we just got done talking about our the worst movies of all time, and then all of a sudden we lead into, how do you know if God's real? Like total random questions. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, we're switching gears now. <laughs> All right, I had let's a go kid for at it. a camp that we missed the whole entire late night activity and talked after like lights out and everything because we were just in like a super deep conversation. Yeah. And like it was a kid that would be like he's very much into the late night set and all the activities and he was like he had no desire to be done anytime soon yeah and i mean like and, and you seize that moment yeah absolutely I, I mean there's tons of times where worship and prayer leads to this movement of the holy spirit where they're they're just crying out and repenting uh, i mean you yeah. it's just awesome to see you got to be flexible and in moving into that yeah for sure the last one to make sure camp is successful to get the most out of camp especially in the summertime, um, is seek out the loners. Mm. Um, and, and here's what I would say with that. Camp is easy for extroverts, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're an outgoing person, this is awesome. Fun, fun, fun. Fuel, fuel, fuel. <laughs> people, people, people. 24-7. Right. right. This is the best. The best ever, yeah. But then you got the introverts. Right. Who literally is draining <laughs> every day. And so what I would say is not just the introverts, but also loners, people who – uh, their mom forced them to go to camp or, right. uh, you know, they're brand new and they don't have any established friends when they go to camp. Hopefully they have a friend when they come back from camp. But you have these loners, people. You need to realize that you don't have you shouldn't focus all your fun on the people who are outgoing. But right. take some time to seek out those loners. Ask them how they're doing. Sit down with them. Pray with them for them. And I also give some time like if I see someone uh, alone. 
I would actually go up to them and say, hey, do you want to head to the snack shack? My treat. And I would go buy them something from the snack shack or, you know, if the camp has right. a, a merch store or whatnot. And we're just talking on the way there. Right. And then, then they're back. I also allow and, in fact, encourage some of the students, it's okay to take naps during free time. Sure. You have those introverts who just need to recharge and be alone. So let them be on their headphones. Let them read their book or their phone for two hours. Right. It's okay to, to maybe not show up for a late night activity or show up for something that's not a session just so they can recharge. If you don't let introverts do that, man, you're really tainting their experience. Yeah, if you've, and if you've got a kid who seems like a total extrovert to you, but by day two is crabby <laughs> and mean and tired and they just can't stay awake. Mr. Crabby, Mrs. Crabby, that's who we should add. Yeah, seriously. Number 12. That's like, tell, like give them a chance to go do something on their own or, re, you know, go take a nap, whatever, and watch that difference. Because, you know, introverts don't all, introverts sometimes appear as extroverts, extroverts, yes. I mean, both ways. Yes. Um, and it's not necessarily your job to figure out which one they are just by watching them at a camp. So yeah. like if you can give them a chance to, to free them to go do that, that can change their week and your week for your kids as well. Have enough confidence in your ministry and your leaders to not always handle introverts ex- extrovertly. All right. Mm-hmm. And basically what that means is, Hey, I just want to chill and be alone that doesn't mean, okay, I'm just going to narrow it down to one person and you and I have a conversation. What's wrong? Are you okay? No. Let them be alone. Yeah. It's okay in, in in this way where they can recharge by themselves. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. No, and they're like really like, you know, when kids sometimes are late to a session, like, like when they're late to a session, they're sitting on a bench, whatever, like sometimes that alone time for them yeah. is, is just as golden as, sit, you know, sitting in the session or being like, you know, that like that sometimes that time is just is is way more golden or yeah. equally as golden as and, and know when to challenge them to be part of a group because if they're alone all free time, all late night, they sit in the back on sessions, then that's not something that you want them to do. So you right. have to know your students and you have to know when to challenge them and when to release them. Right. For sure. Yeah, hey, that's stuff we're all about here at the Embrace the Awkward podcast. And we want to help make your ministry not less awkward. We want to help you handle awkward better. These are all types of kids that you're going to see. And there are definitely more types Kyle, before we go, I want to ask you. Yeah. So you got to see me as a student. I did not get to see you as a student because you're (laughs) old. So which student do you think I was? So I, and this might be easy, especially if anyone who knows DJ, um, I think you totally were shoot your shot student, as in you try to get phone numbers, but in your head you were Casa, Casanova camper. Yep, and most of the time that'll be a but that continue. I mean, because I, I thought you were very popular and a ladies' man, but no one was actually dating you. So you had a lot of friends that were girls, but I didn't see you actually date any of them. And if you were. Right. I apologize. I wasn't paying that close attention to you when you were no, yeah. in I high s- school. I said on the shoot your shot that there were people who like called girls babe and they weren't even dating. Like I was referencing myself. I like I remember very clearly getting a text from a girl from camp and it was she was like, Please don't call me babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I still thought I had a chance. <laughs> Please don't call me babe. She actually texted that. Oh yeah. I now I will say, in all seriousness, my fiance and I met at church camp. Yeah, for those who don't know, big announcement, DJ now is engaged. Right. We thought he's been engaged for the past couple of years, but it wasn't until just recently. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, in fact, uh, the, 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 the ring 
was in your house, Kyle, before I ever even got my hands on it. Yeah, you shipped it to my uh, hometown, yep. and I had to pick it up, and I literally had Jesus, uh, had DJ's life in my hands. Yep, my my whole entire, like, <laughs> all of it. Yep. Right I there. wanted to open up because it was just a package in the mail and see. It was a very re- plain box. I mean, it. It, like, yeah. I, I literally, in my mind, I was like, oh, this would be the ultimate prank. Yeah, it's because you would demented. kill me. You're demented, Kyle. He would kill me, but I literally wanted and the to replace reason it. it been the wor- <laughs> the reason it would have been the worst prank is because I was driving that night at 12.30 at night to go propose right away. So I would have gotten there and pulled out like a carrot and been like. No, I would have been able to ring pop. I would have given you a ring pop. <laughs> at least it would have been some kind and of And you would have drove in hours. Oh, yeah. Hours and opened this up and you're like, oh, it's back home. Oh, you oh, would kill yeah. me. You wouldn't talk to me. It would be the end of the podcast. Yeah, we would not be recording a podcast anymore. But so. I guarantee you I would record one last episode to share the prank. <laughs> <laughs> a friendship of pranks part two. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for listening. Uh, We've got a lot more content coming out soon, so uh, keep on hanging on with us. And we want to hear what's your favorite or least favorite type of student at camps. Yeah, There are all kinds. We want to know what yours are. You also didn't uh, guess mine. Oh, that's right. I didn't. That's right. I'll do that very quickly. I bet that you were... Hmm. It's hard. I think you were the broken vending machine. (laughs) I think you brought... A bunch of food and didn't share it. I totally, that, yes. I, I would say I, I learned to share because then I got more popular. Sure. I wanted to be Mr. Popular, but I wasn't never that popular. But yeah, I totally brought my own snacks. Beef jerky. Kyle. I remember one year I brought two pounds of beef jerky. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got so sick because <laughs> I ate it all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. There's no diarrhea like camp diarrhea. <laughs> and on that note, we will end this podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being our friend. We'll see you next time.